you're having a dinner party. It's last mm-hmm. minute. You've realized the cocktail I'm making. This this happens to Bobby all the time. The specialty cocktail that Josh is making. We're missing an item. We're missing a piece. And it can't be. Su- There's no substitutes. We have to go yeah. to the liquor store. But we don't we have, have time. We have to get this particular vermouth or amaro. But we can't leave because the oven's on. What are you going to do? What's the solution? What would you do? DoorDash. Because I know that I can get local restaurants, local stores, local establishments and get it to my apartment in no time. If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, here's to alcohol delivers with DoorDash. Getting ready to host, looking to celebrate a special night in, what about a bottle of wine to pair with dinner or some beer to go with your chips and dip? No matter the occasion, if drinks are called for, DoorDash has you covered. And then you know what? You tip right within the app. They get 100% of the tip. You got to tip your DoorDash drivers always. So save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code WHO24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Term supply must be 21 plus to order alcohol. Drink responsibly. Delivery and promotions available only in select markets. You will drain it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is Chriselle Staus, I promise, for the last time in a long, 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 long time. For a long, 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 long time. Okay. Closet update, guys. Look at this. We've got all the marble on there now. We've got the rose quartz, which is so pretty. Can you see that? I don't know if you can see it. Um, yeah, it's coming along. Okay, I'm gonna come out of it now. Wait. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's confusing if you didn't know like where she is. <laughs> She's in her closet. She's in a closet. It does say closet update at the bottom of well, the video. They can't see that. <laughs> also, celebrity closets are like otherworldly. They do not like they do not look like closets the way that you or I think of closets. So it is not it this is non-traditional in every sense of the word, I think. Do you think like coming out of the celebrity closet though is just a different experience than like cause I don't mean metaphorically i mean actually because the closet in a celebrity's house is like a room it's like comfortable right. they have like couches in there it's like nice like coming out of the closet it's like not a it's not really a thing you could stay in the closet all day you know it's nice she she's showing off her closet like it's like a, a an eden kitchen she's like look at the rose quartz right <laughs> there's an island in the middle <laughs> like if you were in the closet you'd be like i'm uncomfortable i mean if i were in this closet i would never have come out of it <laughs> i will say that so i'm saying that's why the that's why the lay per the normal lay person just it hasn't you know just wants to come out because the closet's uncomfortable for someone like yeah. Rochelle, it's like the closet's Exa- like no you're second so house. right you're so right it's not claustrophobic. That's why the that's why the phrase exists. You're like trapped. You're in hiding. Your I your know. nose is scrunched up against the little accordion door. But meanwhile, right. in Grishelle, she's got she's got space for G flip. She's got space for anyone she wants in that closet. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we you know we weren't planning to talk about Grishelle so much. We didn't know Grishelle would have such an iconic plot line. <laughs> I can't believe Grishelle came out of the closet. Not just literally on her Instagram stories, but to tan France on the Selling Sunset reunion in front of Davina and Maya, who were shocked. We talked Truly about this in on the most we can't repeat. uncomfortable way anybody could. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't imagine anyone fumbling this reveal so poorly as did one of the hosts of Queer Eye. Like, come on. That's like your job. <laughs> That's like what you should be best at. No? Tan, this is a 
this is a great get. The the coming out of Chrishell Staus and somehow you fumbled the bag, but and whatever. Somehow she's out. you made it feel like she was visiting like from another planet. <laughs> I can't. Okay, here's the thing. We wrote this down in the doc, and I think we need to stick by it. So we're gonna make you, the listener, hold us accountable. We cannot talk about selling sunset until the trailer for season six drops. Like I just but even then we can't I don't do talk this about again. It. <laughs> we can't do this again. It's been weeks. I'm sick of these people. Well, there's only two ways to go about this. One way is to never talk about it again. And then the other way is to create a weekly segment about Chriselle and G Flip. You know, like you there's you either go you either run away screaming or you dig so far in it becomes Well, G Flip is the first person to have made selling sunset interesting outside of selling sunset in years. Since selling sunset began. Except maybe Tarek, but Tarek is awful. Like, no, but Tarek did make it interesting. No, Tarek did make it interesting. Meanwhile, Heather's having vocal cord surgery. What even is that? See, this is the problem. Yeah, I don't, don't want to talk about it anymore. Don't, I don't want to talk about it yeah, anymore. Yeah, well, it's not. <laughs> well, then let's These not. people. Oh, my God. Let's okay, talk about. Okay, let's not. I don't even want to talk about Jack Harlow being carried over the mud at Wait, the Kentucky asked, Derby. Are there any funny Tucky, Kentucky Derby moments? I wrote that. Oh. <laughs> I wrote that. Are there any funny Kentucky Derby who are moments? There? And I think the answer is no. But the winner of the Kentucky Derby was a who. Let's I'm gonna be brave and call him a who. Rich Strike, the winner of the Kentucky Derby, is what, a who. He, definite who. I don't even know who he, he is. A- Hollywood Hollywood Life wrote five things to know. I'm like, I don't even know one. He's just a horse, right? He's a horse. How are there five things? My favorite thing about Rich uh Rich Strike, Rich Strike, is that he's only three years old, so they have to keep calling him a three year old in this. <laughs> <laughs> just wait for the five things. I never, I haven't read them, the five things. Okay, listen, you're going to love this. I never scrolled down. You're genuinely going to love this. You never scrolled? Oh my God. Okay. I'm going to do it in their order. Oh my God, Megan Kelly was there. Shoot me in the face. Okay. Um, (laughs) She'd gladly do that, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) These aren't blanks. This isn't a prop gun, by the way. Okay. He was trained and ridden by first timers to the Derby. Okay. He was trained by Eric Reed. Doesn't matter. Of Red TR Racing LLC. Love someone with an LLC. Okay. Okay. Number two, Eric Reed, the trainer, was so happy, quote, so happy after the win. Sure. Of course he was. He won the Kentucky Derby. Okay. How does that help me know about the horse? Okay. Rich Strike walked away with millions. Okay. No, he didn't. He's a horse. He's a horse. $1.86 million and then another couple of races that he won. So he won over $3 million. Okay. these The humans won it. He didn't win it. He's a horse. Number he didn't four, win the money. That's... Okay. Number four. He had one win before this. Okay. Okay. He won in September 2021. And number five, <laughs> he's a Kentucky native. Stop. Stop. <laughs> he was born in Kentucky in Louisville. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Hometown yeah. hero, you could say. Yeah. Do you like mint juleps? I don't. It's just whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is, basically. No. The only thing I saw about the Kentucky Derby, wait, this is embarrassing, was that. <laughs> oh, no. Anna Nicole Smith's daughter wore a oh, replica. Well, she goes every year. Or she wore, no, no, not a replica. She wore a Janet Jackson, like, costume to the Kentucky Derby. Like, the exact, like, she, <laughs> she had won a Janet Jackson, like, outfit. In a uh-huh. auction, and she wore it to the Kentucky Derby. Like, what are we Derby. talking? Like, like, like Rhythm Nation. What? Why? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. And the other funny thing about that is, oh, like, the outfit was worn by oh, post Rhythm Nation. This is two thousand three, Janet. Whatever. Jackson. It's like a suit. What? <laughs> oh, because when I what? saw the photos of Dana Lynn, I'm like, you're wearing Janet Jackson's clothes. They're literally Janet Jackson's yes. clothes. Yes. 
I don't understand like how this happened, but every year we get Danny Lynn, Anna Nicole Smith's daughter, her father love going to the Kentucky Derby. I think we've talked about this before. It's like yes, every the year. one Larry event Burkhead. they go to and every year it's mm-hmm. like, damn, Anna Nicole Smith's daughter is older. And it's like, yes, that is how a time works or whatever. Mm-hmm. But every you're supposed to wear like a big fluffy hat, which is so fun and like a dress. I don't know, whatever. You could wear anything, but like you're supposed to wear a big fluffy hat. It's like a she wears this like Janet Jackson like black suit thing. It's with kind the, of incredible. With a really thick belt. With a thick it's belt. It's kind of crazy that she If you chose... saw her wearing this, you'd say, I've seen photos of Janet Jackson in this outfit. It is not the, it is not a replica. It is an homage. And the reason she wore it was because Janet Jackson was going to be there. Well, so was she? So she met Janet Jackson at this dinner. She wore a typical Kentucky Derby outfit to the Derby itself. This is what she wore to the gala. I got to say, if Je- if Anna Nicole Smith's daughter is being raised with this type of reverence for Janet Jackson, I'm I'm like happy. Like that makes Larry's me feel like good. Right. She has reverence for like the right people, Janet Jackson. <laughs> and horses. <laughs> and Rich Strike. Anyways, that's like all I saw about the Derby. I was going to talk about the red carpet at the BAFTA TV Awards, but who they're all just, no, I have no idea who any of these people are. There was one person and I was clicking through sort of the the red carpet and actually I'm not even going to talk about it because it's so boring. Let's just move on to the third changing accent that we've talked about in the past, I think, two weeks. What do we talk about It started about with already? Chelsea Lascani from okay, Song well, we, That was kind of like a, okay. But it was yes. an accent segment. Second mm-hmm. accent segment was Kiala Settle. A uh, right, bearded lady from fully British show. Decided to turn British. Yeah. She's a chimney sweep now. Well, that's actually funny because Chelsea turned away from British and K- Kalila turned into British. Chelsea leaned into British as well, but Chelsea was British. Chelsea at least has a closer connection to the uh, to Britain. Well, I would argue that she leaned away, and that's the real truth. Versus people saying she's pretending to be British. I think she's actually her accent is disintegrating. Go, but that's I like see. more of a. I believe that she's British. Meanwhile, Austin Butler has just gone so method <laughs> that it's broken his brain. I think. I, I think he doesn't know which end is up. Absolutely, and love it has this. everything to do with us. Okay. No, this is. <laughs> That's for the true heads who've seen the Elvis trailer 25 times in theaters. Tragedy, but it has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with us. Seeing the Elvis trailer in theaters during The Northman and hearing every single person in an 11 a.m. birthday Bobby showing of The Northman laugh out loud, even people we did not come with, when he goes, it has everything to do with us, was one of the most satisfying things that's happened to me in the theater It has everything to do with us. I mean, it is... That trailer it has is everything to do with so us. good. You're waiting for him to say something really legible that you can hear the accent in, and it happens to be that line. So you're everyone's just waiting for him to speak, mm-hmm. which actually does make sense that he's gone so in on the accent because it really does make a big deal. And when you're watching the trailer, you're just waiting for him to speak, and he says, "It has everything to do with us." Do you think Vanessa Hudgens laughed the first time she heard that, <laughs> or do you think she like teared up a little bit? Because they were together when he filmed Were it. they still dating at that time? They were dating when he filmed it. But well, they broke up after. Is there a connection between that set being the first place anyone got COVID who was a celebrity and Vanessa Hudgens denying COVID existed in the beginning? Or is it just me? She, she didn't deny that it existed. Well, She you just know. wanted it to burn through the entire population really quickly. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this right now. Okay, fair. She fair, just fair, wanted fair. literally everyone to get it. Yeah, she and she said, wanted to go back inevitable? to uh, yeah. yeah her life. 
Okay, so her okay. ex-boyfriend who's now dating Kaya Gerber, she's mm-hmm. now she's happily with this baseball player for like a long time. So Austin Butler is dating Kaya Gerber and he's playing Elvis in this movie and people are saying, "Wow, he literally changed the way that he spoke, not just for the movie, but like in real life." Like he's giving interviews where he's like hunk of burning love like to everyone like (laughs) you know (laughs) is that what Elvis says (laughs) first of all I was I'm not even gonna reveal where Austin Butler is from I'm not gonna reveal where Austin Butler is from because you're gonna actually shit yourself until I play these videos Santa Clarita it's like (laughs) it's like you're in the right area but just wait It's actually sort of poetic. So here's Austin Butler in 2016. I watched him on the Carrie Diaries. I remember what he sounds like. Yeah, it was it was a little overwhelming. I I didn't realize just how congested it gets here. Yeah, and uh, and I also was just so impressed with it was the Jurassic Park stuff was going on. So they had the giant dinosaurs that were moving around and. I loved that. It's like deep a, voice. He has vaguely, a nice just like American voice. accent, a nice like tenor, you can right? You hear like, the origin of the Elvis. You can hear that he can pull it off because you can hear the like tenor is lovely. I can't even really go that low. It's a very like pleasing yeah. bassy tenor. Yeah, it's, it's uh, very nice. So, it's very nice. And then nice. we have here he is at the premiere of Once Upon a Time in the West. Of oh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, excuse me, sorry. It, it was months, uh, months of... of singing and, and moving and, and speaking for hours and hours about character and um, yeah we the first time we sat down we just talked for three hours and, and just got on very well and um, yeah it was, it was just it was a series of, of extensive exploration he is talking about his role in Elvis here but it's not quite but you can it's hear drifting it. in you can yes. hear the like the origin of it you can hear that he's kind of stuck in it a little bit it's encroaching, the, oh, you know. He's opening his oh like that. I mm-hmm. can't really. It's encroaching. Do it. Okay, now. Now this is Austin Butler at the Met Gala talking like this. Uh, I mean, the, the, the thing is, and I've said this, I've said this to Priscilla and Jerry here. Making them proud was really at the core of it all for me. Making all the people who loved Elvis so much proud and doing justice. And um, so I, I just set out to find his humanity as much as I could and. And bring that out with as much life as I could, you know. Oh the my issue God! About this, Give him the Oscar now. Oh, he's gonna win Oscar, it. Oscar, Oscar, he's gonna win Oscar. It. He is. We have to set the context of this video, the scene of this video. He's speaking to Lala Anthony. Yes, Casey Musgraves is sort of in the background. Yes, the person he is standing directly beside is Priscilla Presley. Like. He's 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 hamming it up for Priscilla he's Presley. He's performing for Priscilla. For she's Priscilla. eating it up, right? Like <laughs> getting her approval is like a big deal. I feel like for this movie, you know what uh-huh. I mean? I think they uh-huh. probably had to work really hard for that one. I mean, or pay her. I mean, they did pay her probably in yes. some way. But I think it's like that's a huge. He's gonna be a ta- he, He's gonna have to do so much press with the with the Presley family if they'll have him, you know? And they will mm-hmm. clearly. They're obsessed. But yeah, his accent is fully gone Elvis. And I didn't realize now that this is being talked about, people are saying, and I didn't know this to be true, is that he sang, he sings in the movie. Yeah, he doesn't lip sync. It doesn't sound like he's singing. It sounds really like Elvis. I don't really understand. What was really interesting, we were talking about this last night, and I think this is a this is a this is an interesting conversation to have, I guess, on mic. But Priscilla Presley so the story goes, Priscilla Presley posted a 
clip from the movie Elvis, which is not out yet. It has not premiered yet. She posted a clip on her Instagram or Twitter. It was Instagram uh, over the weekend of the first song that Elvis kind of sings as adult Elvis in the movie. It's sort of teased in the trailer, but she posted it and it's covered in watermarks like Warner Brothers marketing, Priscilla Presley, like six IP addresses, six dates. You can barely see that there's a movie happening behind all the watermarks. And she posted it and it's sort of like the story that's being told about this is, wow, Priscilla Presley leaks this clip from Elvis because it's so good. And I'm just like, I don't believe that Priscilla Presley knows how to screen capture a fucking screener and put it on her social media channels. This is clearly marketing for the movie. They're trying to make it seem like Priscilla Presley is so excited. Okay. Or she like watched it through in the trash and someone got it. Like, <laughs> No, but she posted it on her channels. Right. I mean, it's clearly marketing. Like, we're, yeah, it's, and it's coming from the right place. Like, I don't know. We're like giggling at his line in the trailer, but uh, <laughs> like, I'm ready. Like, I can't I'm wait ready. for this stupid I'm ready. movie. I don't care if his accent is, is different. Again, this happens. I mean, if you were in character as Elvis for many, many months, it'd be hard to shake that. I'm just saying, like, Gaga wishes. Like, <laughs> it's like. like <laughs> God. Gaga wishes she could like main, you know, she could be House of Gucci the entire season. She couldn't do it. People wouldn't she let her. She had to go back to Chromatica. She had to go back yeah. to Chromatica and get out of that uh, entire vibe. They said, Gaga, this accent is not it. Meanwhile, <sighs> Austin Butler, no one knew him before. So they're like, the accent could be it. Yeah, it's a little, it's still like a little funny and embarrassing. Like when people do this, it's like hysterical. Because it just points out how silly these people's jobs are. It's true. And it's so funny that people cared more about his accent changing into Elvis more than him coming with to the Met uh, Gala with... With um, Priscilla Presley? No, with Kaya Gerber. See, you oh. just did it. You, people didn't even care. Like, people, like, cared more about, like, the Presley, the Elvis Presley, Priscilla Presley stuff than even his date, who is, like, arguably they're, like, a hot couple. But, no. Arguably. That's one of the reasons she leaned into her photography. She's like, if no one's going to pay attention to my face, they're going to have to pay attention to my art okay, and her no artist photography. Okay, no talking about, but they, but Vogue, Vogue published like Kaya Gerber's photos from the Met, and it's like I don't know how to tell you this. It's like the worst photos you've ever seen, and not like, <laughs> oh, Lindsay, Bobby, you guys just don't understand photography. It's like we don't understand photography. You are correct, but these are still the worst photos I've ever seen. It's like, it's like somebody put out a disposable camera at their wedding and then got all the photos, uh, like developed and. It's it's like, you know, half of them are blanks and half are like, the, the, the can't see anything. Oh, this or literally like, happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> like it's down somebody's pants. It went to the bathroom. It got dropped. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And the thing you is, it's think like. think it's going to be a great idea. It's never a great idea. The reason I think that you could look at these and have your interest peaked is because they feel the real. aesthetic is so different. The aesthetic is dated. The aesthetic is 90s. The aesthetic is pre-digital. So you're like, oh, I'm so used to seeing cell phone photos everywhere. This is interesting, but that doesn't mean it's good. It just means the, that she's taking like... shitty photos on a disposable camera or a point and click, right? You know what the aesthetic is? The aesthetic is I don't know how to use my camera correctly. Not like I truly. <laughs> the aesthetic is I'm not quite sure what's in focus and what's not. Yes. Yes. They're really bad. They're really bad. Um, Congrats they're... to Kaya Garber. She's a regular Brooklyn Beckham. She will move on to cooking next. The way that I would explain it to you is if I were to call you on the phone, I would have spoken to you just like this. I wouldn't have pretended that I'm Patrizia. You just would have been like, oh, f I'm on the phone with Patrizia. We have two 
really interesting exclusive interviews to tabloids. To exclusive British interviews, tabloids. Exclusive interviews to British tabloids is like a very desperate position to be in, I have mm-hmm. to say. We mm-hmm. have Ashanti giving one that's just kind of like almost fluff. I don't know it's why. It's promo for her tour. It's and then we're, we tour. have Ray J giving one that's like, uh, like maybe you should like take this to court if you're mm-hmm. so you know interested about this type of exactly. shit. Exactly. So the Ashanti one, but it's an interesting comparison because one is like very fluffy. One is very mm-hmm. like, you know. Um, I love my British fans. Right. That's what it yes. Is. It's she's doing promo for her the the UK leg of. I'm sorry. Speaking exclusively to the Sun ahead of her upcoming UK arena tour, she's playing arenas and the UK. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that is the one of the hooiest phrases in the world when it's said about an American person speaking <laughs> exclusively to the sun ahead of her upcoming UK arena tour. Like there's nothing hooier than that. That's that's the embodiment of I'm bigger in Europe, you know? I'm bigger in the UK. Very much like on the stage you speak of or whatever that that uh, good that luck booking the stage you speak of yeah like <laughs> I'm impressed she booked that stage <laughs> that she spoke of like an arena in the UK is impressive yeah OVO arena in London first direct arena in Leeds by herself Utilitia, no. Utilita arena in Birmingham and the AO arena in Manchester is Four... she like performing with other people Trey no, songs okay. Trey oh. songs okay alright so she's got Trey songs Ashanti oh and Mario's there too Okay, so it's special like a guest. It's really just Trey songs on a show. All right, so she says she gave a she gave a interview to the Sun, and it's kind of about how her fans love her or something. Mm-hmm. I see people tattooing my face on them and my name and talking about records that have touched them the most, and and be like, oh my god, my daughter was made to this record and things like that. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. The love and support from fans is like none other. Yeah, but you're right. Like this, the the the. The binary here, the dichotomy here is funny because like Ashanti's giving the fluffiest interview of her life to a press that loves her, is posting flattering photos of her and they're just like, we love Ashanti in the UK and that's all there is to it. And she's going to sell these arenas and we love her so much. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Ray J goes to the Daily Mail because he's desperate, right? It's a completely different thing. Right. He needs, he needs, and my gut is that uh, one of the main reasons he chose the Daily Mail is because... I think they pay. They'll pay him. They'll pay him well and reliably. Well, it's uh, it is interesting though because I don't think he got paid that much because this story is kind of dead in the water. Like it's kind of like not. It's weird because the Kardashian show addressed it even and then kind of moved on and like the Kardashians haven't spoke of it since. So it's almost well, like he's kind of late to the conversation. And his. You know. His interview is a direct response to the Kardashian episode, though. Oh, right. That's cool. why he went to them at all. R- of course. Because right, because that was very one-sided. And that was just like, exactly. oh, Kanye met up with Ray J and like paid him or something, whatever, and the tapes didn't exist, right? Well, Kanye, what happened was, in those first few episodes of the Hulu Kardashian show, the major subplot is that, yes, Kim is going to host Saturday Night Live, but the drama that she's going through personally is yeah. that she's worried that her second sex tape with Ray J is going to be leaked. And she uh-huh. heard about it on Roblox, which is the weirdest part of the entire thing. And so she convinces Kanye to meet up with Ray J so that they can have this trade-off of laptops so that Ray J can give Kanye the laptop with the alleged second sex tape on it. And Kanye returns and he's like, don't worry, baby, I got it. Here it all is. And Ray J is saying, this is a complete misrepresentation of what actually happened. I don't have that second sex tape. You have it, aka Kim. Kim, you've always had it. All I have is a laptop with like 
some photos between us and some texts, but there's no videos on it. You know that for a fact. And so did Kanye because we talked about it for four hours in like an airport meeting room or something weird. And so he's saying, you, misre- you misrepresented me on your show. You basically defamed me. Make it, seem like, make it seem like I was the one who was threatening to release this second sex tape. And he gives this very long interview with the Daily Mail saying, not only did that not happen the people who were responsible for the sex tape coming out at all were Kim and Chris. Right. So which he's alleging been, all these things, which has, which been the, has always been, the been like the kind of truth that everyone kind of as- knows and assumes mm-hmm. and makes and kind of implies and jokes about, but is like, feels very true in a, in yeah. a way that they like worked on it together, you know? Yep. And so this sort of gets, you know, that famous everywhere. clip from the thing where it's like, as her mother, I was mad, but as her manager, dot, 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 you know, exactly. that like screenshot. Yeah, exactly. From like yeah. season one, season one, <laughs> episode yeah. one, I think. As her mother, I wanted to kill her, but as her manager. So it's like, I think this is interesting because it did get a lot of press, but also just the fact that it's a Daily Mail exclusive makes it seem really juicy. Well, um, what am I trying to say? Degraded? Dubious. <laughs> Dubious. <laughs> okay. So, like, I mean, we're talking about the messenger here. We're talking about the quality of the media. Remember when the aliens were like, the New York Times was like, hey, there's aliens. And everyone yeah. was like, wow, the New York Times says there's aliens. If that if that same story was written word for word in the Daily Mail, yeah, it would have been be like, like uh, yawn, yawn, yawn. Who cares? Yeah. Meanwhile, everyone right. still kind of doesn't care about the aliens. But um, but in terms we're of talking this about the, stuff, the, the, though, the outlet. Like sometimes you do believe them because Mm -hmm. they are willing to publish things without as much vetting, a.k.a. we're going to get it faster. We're going to get it, you know, get things that New York Times would need to do months and months of kind of vetting to to publish. Right. So that's Mm -hmm. kind of the other side of that coin. Did you read this already? His quote, she uh, she kept them all. She had to go find that tape and present it. I never had a tape in my possession, our whole relationship. I never had a single one in my house. She had them all at her house. She's always had all the tapes in a Nike shoebox under her bed. I'm sure she has bigger beds and better boxes. That's just how it came about. Once I pitched the idea to her, just playing around a little bit, and that's when she jumped on the idea, talked to her mom, and it was out of my hands from there. So he leaves out a lot of details and like I don't love talking about the Kardashians here but it's interesting to talk about Ray J here because Ray J has always sort of been sidelined by them and they've when you look back on how they treated him you kind of realize that a lot of the a lot of the way he was characterized and framed and framed on the show was pretty indirect He's never really explicitly called out as the leaker. He's never really explicitly called out as this terrible boyfriend, but he's implicitly called out as all of those sure. things. And, and he sucks way... separately from this, oh, but of in this scenario, he kind of was fucked over a little bit because it didn't quite go the way that maybe he expected. Although the way that he probably expected was like this misogynist way. And it turns mm-hmm. out that it actually went the opposite way. Like, yep. shout out to... You know, the patriarchy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Kim was the one who who kind of actually benefited ended up benefiting. And that's like the shock of the season, right? That it was. But the way that this was covered was Daily Mail publishes, publishes it. I was sort of thinking, wow, did the Kardashians strong arm the American press into not really posting about this? But they all did. Us Weekly did. People did. You know, Hollywood Life did. They all did. But of course, someone called TMZ and said everything that Ray J said in the Daily Mail was untrue. And so we're assuming that that came from Chris or the Kardashian camp. And it's this like very loud, proud rebuttal to what he said. And it's like, oh, we're just seeing the Kardashian machine 
continue strong arming people. So this isn't going to change a thing. Being published from them, did he leak these? All he leaked all of these DMs that he sent Kim after the episode, and the reason he went to the Daily Mail was because these DMs like didn't work. He DM'd her like, why did you misrepresent me on the show? You know that none of what Kanye said was true. You know that everything that you implied wasn't true. And she responds in the most legal easy, like measured, well, he wrote, I'm a lawyer he's now bullshit. all caps and he ends it with, it's Ray J. If you don't know who this is, it's Ray J. <laughs> it's like, okay, relax. She goes, hi, sorry, only saying this now. <laughs> I'm happy to hear <laughs> you're so doing long. well. And congrats to your beautiful family. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> I know, God. she's like not fucking around. She's mm-hmm. not, you know, she's like, like, mm-hmm. you know, next week's mm-hmm. episode airs where Kanye brings me the computer where he says he got back from you, which shows you in a positive light for do- giving that to him. Thank you for doing that. Like, she, you know, she's like not, he's not going to win that. And then all of a sudden he goes from caps to lowercase. Do you notice yep. that? <laughs> yep. It's just funny that like posting DMs from Kim Kardashian isn't going to be the shocking thing because Kim Kardashian is certain that if she sends a DM, it will be published somewhere. You know, like if it's coming from her main she account, care. she knows it's going to be leaked. Right. And, and it's so this like has gone written, through vetting. Yeah. Just spoke to my team. We will get something out tomorrow <laughs> to clarify that this was a joke and that you would never have done something like this. Hope this helps. And I'm sorry to hear this affected you. It wasn't my intention. Anyway, it's it's sort of interesting that this is still happening. But like I also oh. sort of for a while I was I was like, wow, this is compelling. But then when I took a second to examine my own reaction to this, I was like, oh, my God, I'm falling for the Kardashians again. I know. But remember, never forget Ray J released a song called, like, I Hit It First, you know? Like, I Hit It First. Don't forget that everyone in this is, like, you know, the bottom With, like, a mosaic photo of Kim on the cover. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. So, like, right. it's, like, team no one once again or whatever. And also just, like, the reality of the show obviously is not reality at all. So there you go. But you're right. Like, there's this, this like, the patriarchy of it all. He is eternally resentful of the fact that Kim made hundreds of millions of dollars off of that sex tape and he made I think the rumor is one because when the sex tape was sold they all kind of got an equal cut allegedly and Kim turned that into a lot more money well right like you you don't mean directly you mean indirectly you mean indirectly creating the Kardashian empire yes Yes, you mean like her she like took off and he yes and he did not he did not he did not yeah I hit it I hit it People went on Fallon. That's the Gawker headline. People I went on hate Fallon. People went on Fallon. I hate people. I hate Fallon. I hate people. NFTs. There's nothing I hate more than this story. Okay, but people went on Fallon. Thank you to Olivia Craighead at Gawker for just saying the truth, putting it out there that people went on Fallon. What is people? Who is people? We don't know. What is it, I Camille mean, Grammer? And now we said it. And people, now we said it that people went on Fallon. Who is people? What is people? This is very Banksy, right? It's like Banksy. It's like digital Banksy. I was about to say Banksy, but dumber. But like, can you get any dumber than Banksy? I don't know. But at least at least Banksy has the respect to be anonymous. Beeple's like a guy. Like some guy. <laughs> He's some guy named what? Mike, Mike Winkleman? Winkleman? Uh, welcome that. to the Tonight Show. What, what, what should I call you? Do I, do I call you Beeple? Uh, you can call me Mike or Beeple. I'm pretty pretty cash. So yeah. whatever, either way is good. How did Beeple come about? What, 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 where did it come from? 
So it's a little toy from like the 80s that's this like Ewok looking thing oh. um, that like beeps and like lights up. It was never really that popular. But yeah, but that, you just got the nickname Beeple, yeah. Or you just took the name. I took the name. You I took, took the name. name. His claim to fame was doing this thing called Every Days where he makes a piece of art every day and he has done it for years and years and years and years and years and years. I think since 2007. Um, he has done it for 15 years where he makes a piece of art. Over the past 15 years, his art has changed a lot. Originally, those daily art pieces were like kind of like dopey sketches that were, I don't know, maybe digital sketches, but they certainly weren't 3D. They have since evolved into like kind of robust, but very childish 3D renderings of celebrities. Like they've gotten very... Um, They've gotten very current. He's He loves to be a cultural commentator, but again, it's like the cultural commentator of a 12-year-old Reddit mind, you What's know? What's good, and I guess, about Beeple, if I had to, if you had me, you know, kind of like, if it was like a saw situation, you were like, say one good thing about Beeple or this like tra <laughs> saw trap is going to kill you. I would say at least it's good that this guy was like making art every day just every for day. himself and the internet and then NFTs came along and he sold one for a billion dollars. Do you know what I mean? Like at least like NFTs kind of like found him versus this guy kind of finding NFTs and like just making this ugly art. The art the ugly right. art was already being crafted, you know? He seems very shocked by all of this, but his narrative as told to, I believe it was the the one that he he spoke to obviously the New York Times and the New Yorker for all of this, and I think it was in the New Yorker piece which is called How People Crash the Art World. But he was like basically when the NFT stuff started happening in my space, in my digital art space, and people were making money, I was like, wait, I've been doing this longer. I've been doing this more, and I've been doing this better, to him at least. I bet I could make more money. And it turns out he was his was the first NFT sold at Christie's. No, sorry, the most money ever made for an NFT sold at Christie's. And he sold his first 5,000 works of art for that right. everyday's project for 69 million dollars and so the way that that worked is that's five thousand pieces of of, of art you they know? were combined in a collage so all five thousand squares or all rectangles right. were put together into a single jpeg i hate when something i don't like then you like explain it to me and i'm like all right <laughs> it's just okay so sure. he goes on jimmy fallon to talk about it and then of course people are mad because it's like jimmy fallon has a vested interest in like nfts doing well he's done this before yeah this feels it's, a little it's actually sus, should whatever. be illegal that he's allowed to go on jimmy fallon and talk about how nfts are good because fallon owns like one of those monkeys he owns a monkey Sorry, and he ape. was like apes he owns an ape what is the what did he say about that ape where he's like um the the ape I chose has a, a striped shirt and I like striped shirts so I thought that I'd get this one it's just like I hate this so much and he paid two hundred thousand dollars for it anyway this shocked me because the thing about Beeple is that he's not pretending in a Jimmy Fallon sense or a Paris Hilton sense to be like all in on NFTs. I think Beeple is very aware of the fact that NFTs are probably a scam. No offense well, to Reese Witherspoon. Well, Beeple was like, I'm not reinvesting this money. Like, it's, I'm- He I'm, converted I'm it to dollars it instantly. Into dollars. Right, like I'm buying a house or whatever. You wanna hear bad NFT? Bad NFT, don't buy these NFTs. Do not buy the Irwin family's NFTs. <sighs> Do not buy these. Crikey. The Irwin family are getting into crypto as they announce lucrative deal to jump on the controversial NFT bandwagon. Thank you to the Australian Daily Mail for like giving a shit. The Irwins to who... their credit, this <laughs> no. is for charity. It's for uh, charity. It's yeah. NFTs for charity. Well, it's for the Do zoo. Do I know how that works? No. Okay. Okay. But yes. listen, it's for the zoo. Guess who works at the zoo and owns the zoo? 
the Irwin family. It's yeah, their so zoo. it's so like it's it is a charity, but it's them. They're the charity. They're the zoo. Mm-hmm. It's them. Also, let's let's talk about how we feel about zoos. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's just say the word charity is being is very generous to where this money is going because it's going to the zoo where it's the Irwin the family Irwins. lives. <laughs> you're really. You're right. You're right. It's for charity, but our business, our livelihood is this charity. Yeah. Tonight, I'll be eating veggie palmies and chippies with our Australia Zoo family. Ta! The crocodiles. The lizards. The giraffes. And chihuahuas. Crikey, Paris. This is where we keep the snakes. That is so crikey. Can't even get crikey right. Who Weekly is brought to you by Squarespace. As usual, we love Squarespace. We love Squarespace. It's the only way we will ever have a website. (laughs) Is Squarespace. You're right. Because it's easy. Because I can update it very fast when things go crazy with tour announcing, which we might have to do relatively soon. Might? Uh, Might? uh, You said, we just came and saw you. I said, well, this is a, this is a 365 podcast. We're planning ahead. Everyone's, everyone's doing live shows these days. So all the venues are getting booked up. So we have to book our tour, which is far away pretty soon. But we already know we already know the dates. We're ready to update the website on Squarespace. And we also already know how to put them on the website, which is like half the battle because it's Squarespace. Exactly. And we've done this for a long time. And it's very, very easy. We love Squarespace because... It's very easy to update things. We love Squarespace because we have a contact form, which is the way most people get in touch with us. Even though we have a very easy to remember email address, which is what's read up to at gmail.com, people would prefer to just use the contact form on Squarespace because Squarespace is easy. And on our website, it's easy to find our press clippings. It's easy to find embeds of the podcast. It's easy to find anything you need to know about our podcast. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your website, go to squarespace.com who to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. It was like 70 something degrees a couple days ago. It's time to put our winter weather to bed or in my Pull case, under the bed. your linens, sweeties. The lin- It's time, it's linen season, honey. Oh, oh, all I want is linen all the time. I just want to be draped in linen for my entire life. Not only am I pulling out my linen tops my linen bottoms my linen dresses i'm putting on my linen sheets i'm putting on my linen pillowcases i'm just like everything is linen because the weather's getting warmer so it's time to say goodbye to jacket sweaters and hello to shorts tees and linen i know i should probably buy some linen shorts from quince i have a quince cotton duvet cover that i really like and it's warm it's it's warm in the cold months and it's cool in the warm months which is sort of where i want my bedding to be somewhere Mm -hmm. in the middle you and know. you can get premium European linen from blouses, shorts, dresses from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And you get it for a good price because Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, they cut out the cost of the middlemen and pass the savings on to I you. I hate middlemen. I and hate Quince middlemen. only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. We love it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash who for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash who to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash who. Moving on. There's a new Doctor Who. This really oh means nothing God. to me. Oh my God. There's a new the Doctor only Who. Reason, how often is there a new Doctor Who where I'm like, I know that guy. 
because I watch Sex Education. But I'm just saying, isn't there a doctor? There's always a new Doctor Who. There's always a new Doctor Who. Well, sometimes mm. the doctor stays around for a long time. So Again, the last one was not... a woman, right? They were like, du- they're like, Dr. Mrs. Who. I'm kidding. That's <laughs> awful. But like, they were like. Wasn't there a woman and then there was someone else? And then there was, it was some... a woman, then there was someone else. And I didn't like Louis Capaldi come back or something. I'm not going to pretend know. to be an expert in Doctor Who history. I I've never know. seen an episode of this show. But isn't it we have a... Louis, wait, Louis Capaldi? Isn't that the Louis singer? Cap- Peter Capaldi. Oh, my God. List of... They're cousins. Oh we went over this. Well, they're distantly related. One um, is Doctor Who and one is... Somebody in a That guy. <laughs> one is that guy and one is the Doctor Who. Oh, my God. That was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> so we went from... I love that song. I wish it... Okay, there was I wish it came else. back. Okay. So we have in the new iterations of Doctor Who's, which are the ones that started in the aughts, we went from Christopher Eccleston to David Tennant to Matt Smith to Peter Capaldi to Jodie Whittaker, who yeah. I had I had no idea who this woman is. Yeah, and now woman. we are with Shudi Gatwa, right. who is from Sex Education. Who you like and who you know. Who is good. I mean, I'm not caught up on Sex Education. Josh loves Sex Education. I'm, I was sort of like, a little of this goes a long way. I was willing to give up on this show, honestly. But it's a very cute, charming show. I kind of have no problems with it. I've just, like, had enough. Um, and I but don't want you to the... explain why the Doctor no. gets to change a lot. I don't no, want to No, no one call in about that. We're not okay. going to play that. I don't care. We will care. not play that. I don't care. I really don't. So it he's the first ever black stuff. Doctor Who. He's, he's not actually. Years old. He's not actually. There was a other oh. black doctor. This actor Joe Martin played a f- the fugitive doctor in several episodes. I don't oh, know what that means. I don't know what that means. Don't explain it to me. Please, please, please. The please, first please. lead. Yes. Okay. I yes. guess. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. That counts. Again, Doctor Who. And now he's the doctor. Um, his five things to know are, number one, he's an accomplished actor. Again, okay. he's one of the leads in Sex Education, which is on Netflix, which is with Got it. the other guy with the jacket. What's his name? I don't know. I don't watch that show. I don't watch Asa show. Butterfield and Gillian Anderson. Oh, my God. Not Asa Butterfield. Asa Butterfield. So those God. are the other people in that show. And what's her name who looks like Margot Robbie but is not but is also in Barbie with Margot Robbie? Who's that? There's so many women who are not Margot Robbie. Well, she's one of the big ones. Emma Mackey. Emma oh, Mackey. I don't know who that is either. Okay, great. Okay. She's in Barbie. Uh-huh. So he's in this ensemble cast there. His Doctor Who role makes history for reasons yeah, we, we just got said. Yeah, we got that. He grew up in Scotland. Oh my God, okay. love that. Okay. Uh-huh. He struggled before making it big. So did most actors. Okay. And he's an animal lover. Love that. Because he's Rwandan and Scott. Well, that's that's what the he struggled before making it big left because they oh, okay. left Rwanda and moved to Scotland because of the Rwandan genocide. Mm, so okay. they had this like fraught family history. They moved to the they moved to Scotland. He wants to be an actor. Everyone's like, you can't be an actor. This is crazy. You're out of your mind. Uh, then he defies all odds and becomes an actor and a very successful one and becomes the first lead main Black Doctor Who. Also, he's quite young i don't think jody whittaker jody whittaker was definitely in her 30s when she got this job yeah definitely i have to reiterate so he's young i don't for a doctor know who. what doctor who does sorry, is he a real doctor sorry. is it like Grey's anatomy does he do surgery don't answer these questions i know there's I time travel so he's a doctor of like time or is he a time lord is this like guardians of the galaxy is that what they called what's his face in guardians how about of the galaxy? this a time lord yeah how about this i'm gonna read okay the first oh. paragraph of what a Doctor Who is okay, in the great. Wikipedia. Okay, and then maybe if this doesn't help, if this doesn't help, oh, yeah. then that's it. We, I'm not going to go any will. further than this. Okay, read it. 
The Doctor is the title character in the long-running BBC science fiction television program Doctor Who. Okay. Since the show's inception in 1963, the character has been portrayed by 13 lead actors. In the program, cool. MME, because it's British, the Doctor is the alias assumed by a millennia-old humanoid alien <laughs> called okay. a Time Lord. Got it! Your eyes are glazing over, I can tell. Who travels through space and time in the TARDIS, T-A-R-D-I-S. I know what that is. It's like a little bit of, it's companions. like a telephone booth. Yeah. The transition of each succeeding actor is explained within the show's narrative through the plot device of, quote, regeneration, a biological function of the Time Lord race that allows a change of cellular structure and appearance with recovery following fatal injury. So they put, I guess, the soul slash spirit of the doctor into a new body. So it's still the same character. They have a new body. Uh-huh. I just yawned. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're done. That's the end of the paragraph. Okay. So he is a Time Lord and he is not a medical doctor. So don't let no, him he's do not surgery on you, even though he's called the doctor. <laughs> no. It's an incredibly iconic role and an incredibly iconic show. And I just hope I do it justice. Um, I'm following some very, very big footsteps. And so I'm just hoping that I fill them up. I mean, he's a time lord. He's literally an alien. They are an alien. And so, like, they can regenerate into anything and anyone. And for me, I just find the show to be the most beautiful form of escapism. Like, you forget about all your worldly troubles and you get to go to space and battle aliens. And I feel like... Oh, I don't know. I don't feel like anyone can kind of put themselves in those shoes. I certainly do. The Doctor is not from anywhere. It's like they don't fit in anywhere. And I think for marginalized people, they have been a real beacon of kind of feeling like seen in a way or like he's they are someone that can help people escape. This is sometimes there's just like there's just an English tabloid headline that has so much research in it because Lindsay just like fell into a hole about like the most meaningless person we're never going to talk I again. Know. Why I do th- you love Aisling Horgan Wallace I love, and why will I forget about her in two days? <laughs> I love her because you guys can't see this but do you see the pop walk she did where she has a neck brace on and she's like holding her neck like, like my neck, no. my neck, my neck. Okay so this headline is no stopping her my toy boy lover has such a high sex drive I romped with my neck brace on after car crash says Aisling Horgan Wallace. When I saw this headline, I knew there had to be more. I clicked. I saw these amazing photos of her walking down the street in a crop top with a neck brace on, holding her neck like, ugh. Apparently, she got in an accident in a high-speed go-kart. Also hilarious to me. So it's not a car crash. It's a go-kart crash. She got in an accident. She hurt herself from a high-speed go-kart accident. Okay, mm-hmm. And her boyfriend, who's 10 years younger than him, he, she, he said, I cannot... My sex drive is too high. You must fuck me with neck brace on. So that's what this article is about, right? Okay. Okay. He's such a horny bitch. We had to do it at least once after my accident. All right. Well, that's what I love. But I'm also like, who is this woman? Turns out she went on Big Brother a million years ago and then became like a tabloid fixture. Um, Ashleen, Dan mentions fame seekers. Do you think some of the contestants towards the latter series were a bit... Weird, not very normal. Yeah, but weird is boring after a while. You want to see normal go weird, not weird just be weirder and play up to the cameras. But there are definitely fame seekers in there. And that's why I say get people in there that don't want to be famous. But when you went into the series, did you think, were you going in there for fame? 
I don't really know what I went in there for. I suppose uh, a little bit of fame, yeah, but I had no expectations of that. I'd be still working in the industry now. Future Lindsay here. As you just heard, this woman's name is pronounced Ashleen, not Aisleen, the way that Bobby and I are doing it. Apologies. I can't really cut around that, so apologies to Ashleen and... That's it. Okay, back to the show. So she's been coasting on that. Yes, like a few months ago, a month ago, oh my God, a few days ago, Aisling Horgan Wallace shows off results of bum lift surgery in mesh jumpsuit after terrifying go-kart smash. So now the go-kart smash is being used to show off um, her bum her bum lift. Hi, fabulous readers. I'm Aisling Horgan Wallace, and I'm here today to tell you all about my new derriere. I have had a supercharged BBL. Why? Why have I done this? I've done it because I wanted to look like Jessica Rabbit. That tiny waist and the big curvaceous hips and that big booty. And guess what? I've got it! I just, I do think this is interesting, if only because yeah, it's a great example of like, if you were giving a lecture on Hulebrity. Right. I think this is a very good example of like, what you do when you become famous on a reality competition show, but you're not an actor, you're not a dancer, no, you're not you like no you don't you don't have a more traditional like entertainer history. But you but are, you are a addicted woman. to the fame. <laughs> but you, you are, are a, a woman. woman, right? You're addicted to the fame. This is how you make money, and it's like, well, you get into a go kart accident, and then you find a way to profit off of it. You take well, you a pop also, walk you know, in get, your neck brace. You also get a bum lift. You also dress really <laughs> hot. You also you know date a toy boy. She's yeah, she's from Big Brother. She like she like came in third place and then she went on it again and got in a fight with Farah Abraham. So like, you know, that's how it can connect back to the American who liberties. Um and she Clap also if you haven't gotten into a big fight with Farah Abraham. Come on. Right. She also got in a fight it's with silence. Janice Dickinson. I mean, she really she she put in the work and now she Clap if you haven't gotten into a big fight with Janice Dickinson. <laughs> silence. And now in her neck brace, she's advertising fighting on a celebrity MMA tournament. Please announce I have officially signed on as a celeb MMA. I'm so excited for this journey. Fitness has always helped me with my mental health have been lacking. That's my main reason for taking part. First of all, I that is the most amazing 2022 reason to get involved in a celebrity MMA fight. Not for the money, not for the fame, for your mental health. Because fitness is good for your mental health. Yeah, we know Getting the shit beaten out of you by somebody who's equally not as famous, I don't know if that's good for your mental health. (laughs) I suspect something that's not good for your physical health is doing a celebrity MMA tournament while you're still recovering from a neck injury that nearly (laughs) paralyzed you. I'm not a doctor. I'm no Doctor Who. I'm no Shudi Gatwa, but I think that this is a bad idea. But she's also a genius because because instead of like paying for all of this like plastic surgery, you know, to become like the, you know, British Kim Kardashian, she runs her own filler and Botox clinic. She's like, no, I'm I getting can't. wholesale prices, bitch. Ashleen, don't do, it. do you miss Farrah being in the house? No, I don't. Let's be honest. I just don't. She was just horrible. Let's like, be honest. She never, she never took accountability for anything she oh, did. Oh, I don't. And she's a silly this woman i can't talk about her anymore i have to read this blind item this rude blind okay 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 from yeah. Tuesday, May 3rd, 2022. Got well, it. it was revealed on May 3rd. It, it was, was a blind item for blind a little bit. Then it was revealed. In April. Yeah. 
There's a new Jinx out there. Yes, our longtime actress Jinx is still out there destroying projects. <laughs> but there is a new Jinx for a new generation. Producers are actually second-guessing casting this A-list, A-minus-list actress who did have one big cable hit, but it was an ensemble. The actress has since been given two television projects to headline, both of which crashed and burned. Oh, no. I think it's very easy to guess is. who the new Jinx is, <laughs> but the old Jinx is the rudest. So the blind items have been revealed to be Okay, we guess that the new jinx is Lucy Hale. Come on, we have eyes and ears Patron and whatever. Saint All we need are ears. Here. Yeah. The old jinx is Alicia Silverstone. Wait, but like, did you know? <laughs> Where did that come I from? I didn't know that she was considered to be a jinx. Well, according she's to NT, she's at out here at destroying projects. The only thing I know that she's destroying is like whatever she's chewing because I know that she can masticate it to death and <laughs> spit it into her child's mouth. Okay, that's a reference. Very weird. Very weird, rude blind item. I was surprised by that. Uh, Well, she started the That's Not My Name trend, so she's done one good thing in the past few years. She actually, Mm -hmm. yeah, so in that way, she's not a full jinx. She had one successful project. Yeah, but do people really associate it with her? I don't know. We do. Can you monetize that? No. This week, we had a good 25 things, by which I mean it had some very weird answers in it. Some of the things were very strange. Yeah, I would and, argue that's good. Yeah, that's great. So what do you know? These came from Amy Smart, yes. star of Road Fel- Trip. Felicity. Rat Race, the movie Rat Race. The uh, spokesperson for USA Pairs. Just like, the pa- by that we mean like the pear industry. It's juicy and it kind of gets all over your <laughs> your mouth and it's um, sweet but not too sweet. That's why pears to me are like great with like cheese and crackers because... They're not overly sweet, but they have that sort of perfect sweetness. And they're just really easy to eat. Like, it's not like hard. It's not like a hard apple. It's just like a soft texture. What is she promoting in this? Anything? Oh, her last one. It's a reveal. The number 25 is what she's promoting. Oh, it's the actor studio thing. Yeah. Okay. We'll she get there. said, the last one she goes, I'll be participating in the Actors Summit doing a Q&A from May 20th to May 22nd. That's, That's what, what she's, she's promoting. promoting. But is that 25 things? Is that like a thing to know about her? I guess. <laughs> I mean, it is. No, it's definitely something to know about her. I think that's a stretch of um, the definition. Okay, we have 25 things to know about Amy Smart. A lot of them are about her being a kundalini yoga teacher. Mm-hmm. One of them is, this one felt like a typo. When Lindsay sent it to me, I, it seemed like it would be revised the next day, but it hasn't been revised. So I guess this is just what she said. We just don't know what she means. Number five. I structure my water through a little handheld device. What does that mean? I'm going to read that again. I structure my water through a little handheld device. Is that like Brita? Number six has nothing to do with this. Is that Brita filter? Is that, like, does she have a Brita? When's the last Brita you used that was handheld? And if you thought she was going to follow up, number six is just, I love animals, but (laughs) I'm truly a cat person at heart. Wait, what does structure my water through a little handheld device? I structure my water... Through a little handheld device. Is that like one of those straws that hikers use to like drink water to purify it? She, does, she doesn't use that every time. Maybe. But would you call that structuring your water? What does structure my water mean? Is she Wait, like she's... what if it's just a filter? What if she's saying filter? What if that's a weird well, she's not. She's transcription saying, problem? She's saying structure my water. Structured. If you Google structure water, I can't even get into it. There's a whole thing about structuring water. And to me... My scam alarm bells are going off. This is like, this is like Essentia. If she lived in good old New York City, she could just drink the tap. 
you don't need to structure that water. Well, yeah. make sure that the pipes in your building aren't lead. Because if you have lead not... pipes in your New York building, it's mm, not the best water in no, the world. No, I just okay? glug, glug, glug. I don't care. <laughs> Structured water, number one, it helps your cell recover quickly. It de- Number two, no. it detoxifies your body. No. Number three, it manages stress. Number no. four, it's the most bioavailable state of okay, water. Okay, 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 stop. Can I just answer this? Why, I can answer why this is a thing for her because of her number why? 10. Her number 10 okay. is, I have a huge gong that's tuned to the frequency of Jupiter. <laughs> that's why. Nuff said. Nuff said. Nuff said. Nuff said. Okay, but then we get back to, we get down to number 20, and here's where Bobby's alarms went off. In the headline, it says, Amy Smart, 25 things you don't know about me. In parentheses, I've been friends with Jared Leto since I was 16. Don't know why that's a flex. I guess according to Us Weekly and Amy Smart, that's some sort of flex. You get to number 20. Jared Leto and I met and became friends doing a really cheesy music video when I was 16. So, of course, we were like, what music video? I think this is the only music video she was in in her teenage years. It's the first music video she was ever in. Apparently, it was maybe her first acting gig when she moved to Los Angeles. Um, she was 16. It is for the Lemonheads. Shout out Evan Dando stands out there for their song, It's About Time. It's about time. It's about time. Touch my leg. It's smooth, but the stubble there. I feel like the only reason I know this song is because my brother and sister are older than I am. Yeah. So... She is in this music video. She's 16. And I watched the whole thing twice to see if Jared Leto was in it. There is another celebrity in this video or person who would soon become a celebrity. But it's not Jared Leto. It's Angelina Angelina Jolie. Jolie. So what's going on here? Why is she saying that she met Jared Leto on the set of this music video? Because I cannot find another music video she was in. We would have found another music video she was in, right? She would have talked about it. She's talked about this video before. Mm. She's talked about it in other places. So it stands to reason if she was in another one, especially one with Jared Leto, that would have been the one that she talks about. But this is the one that she talks about. Jared Leto is not on frame in this video at all. Are we sure it's just like another music video that's like not online or not like it's like lost to time? Maybe, but she's never talked about it. Okay. When she talks about music videos, she talks about the lemon. This one. Okay. So, uh, okay. And she doesn't talk about it much. Um, and maybe there are things in print she's that I can't She's busy Google talking about anymore, pears. You know? She's she's contractually obligated to talk about pears for like 50% of her conversations. You know, she did mention pears in this though. I started, I did more deep Googling where I was like, okay, are, are, does she, is she mentioned with J- Jared Leto in other instances? Is she mentioned like with this person elsewhere? And the other two times that she's notably mentioned with Jared Leto in a piece of writing on the internet are in stories about the Lemonheads. In at least two reviews of this album, like like a look back on Pitchfork and somewhere else, Evan Dando, the lead singer of the Lemonheads, the front man, is compared to Jordan Catalano on My So-Called Life, played by Jared Leto. So I was yeah. like, people are saying that Jared Leto was basically doing an Evan Dando impersonation by being Jordan Catalano. But Amy's part wouldn't mix up the lead singer of the band of the music video she's in with Lindsay, Jared Leto. Maybe she didn't get enough structured water that day. Okay, I don't I'm know. I'm just saying I'm like, that's a think real that Amy stretch. Smart, that's a I'm stretch. I'm starting to think that Amy Smart confused Jared Leto with Evan Dando. Though they are friends. I've seen there. There's a photo of them hugging at the movie awards in 2000. 446 weeks ago, God, Instagram is so useless. Jared Leto posted me and Amy Smart at the Dallas Buyers Club screening. She was invited to the Dallas Buyers Club screening. 
in 2013. They are friends. She knows they who he is now. They held hands at the MTV Movie Awards in 2000, so they knew each other then. I just like, if you know what music video they were in together, Tell us, please let me know because yeah, I just we're missing don't. Something. He also moved to, when he moved to LA, he wanted to be a director. So maybe he worked on this video in some capacity and I don't was know. not on I camera. I feel like this know? is a music video we're missing or never aired or <laughs> something else because it can't be. She she definitely wasn't in a music video with Angelina Jolie. And then her fun fact was, I was in a music video with Jared Leto. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, wouldn't you just say Angelina Jolie? Yes. Yeah. Yes, okay. you would. All right. That's a bigger flag. Around the holidays, there's always the big question of what recipes to make. And if I'm hosting, I wanna make sure it's good. I also try my best to keep nutrition in mind because it's easy to overindulge this time of year. Pears are one of my favorite ingredients to cook with because I can use them in so many different kinds of dishes. One little hack I like to do is substitute sugar with pear puree in recipes. Relationships. Typically we hate the relationship segment because it's so boring. There's some spicy stuff in here this week. I kind of like There's the relationship spicy segment stuff. this week. There's spicy stuff. This one is kind of banger after banger. First banger, Sam Hunt, who cheated on his wife when she was pregnant. Well, allegedly. Uh, come on. Uh, he did. I just wanna... Fine. Sam Hunt, who maybe or maybe not cheated on his wife while she was pregnant. <laughs> she filed for divorce. Okay? Yes. Twice. Because she filed for divorce in the wrong county or something. She filed, she, for divorce, wrong, she... she filed for divorce incorrectly and had to refile the papers. Yeah, which, yes. you know, happens. I can fees, barely please. do my taxes. So I'm. who am I to judge this woman <laughs> and where she filed for divorce? Okay. Apparently, she on Mother's Day, which is iconic, she called <laughs> off the divorce. She asked the court to, quote, dismiss the divorce case. And a judge signed off. He said, you're the body like the back road. And she said, that's true. What other man would call my body a back road? And also her body like a back road currently has a baby in it. And she's going to give birth at the end of May. Mm. So just in time for the birth of this baby, she's back with Sam Hunt. Who spent the Kentucky Derby with his good friend Morgan Wallen. (laughs) Disgusting. Gross. Just the type of guy who isn't even going to pretend to have rehabilitated, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I know? Oh, I haven't improved. I'm not going to learn from this. No. Okay, moving on. I have some, I have a good reconciliation. So that was a bad reconciliation. I got a good reconciliation for you. Jojo Siwa and her first love, Kylie Prue, were in Disney World together. And Jojo <laughs> posted a Instagram that says, if you love something, let it go. If it comes back, dot, 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 heart. Heart infinity sign. Lindsay, I realized I never told you where Austin Butler is from. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait, you're right. This reminded me. Wait, this reminded where? Me. Florida? I said California. He's from Anaheim. <laughs> Fuck, he's from Anaheim. What did I say? Santa Clarita? Anaheim. You said Santa Clarita. He's from Anaheim. Fuck. Wow, he's from but the But what home I thought of... was so He's from Disneyland. Exactly. He's from the home of characters. Characters welcome. That's Anaheim's logo. No, well, that's TBS's. <laughs> characters welcome. That's TBS's logo. I actually think it's USA's. Oh, okay. I actually think it's USA's. Okay. But still. You're okay, right. Sorry. So your point is that it's iconic he's that Austin Butler. He's from the land Butler, of voices. Yeah, he was born onto Disneyland. Yes. The true heads waited an hour to get to that uh, little detail. The true detail, head said, where did, is great. Austin Butler from? Okay, anyways. We're definitely getting a call from someone that's like, um, you said that you were going to say where Austin Butler's from, but you never did. And Listen. then, hi, I just called 30 minutes ago. Um, Listen. You actually did reveal it, so thank you for doing that. Hmm? Kaylee Cuoco is dating Tom Pelfrey. The queen of the Panera Beverage Station, Kaylee Cuoco, <laughs> is dating some guy from Ozark. Here's the thing. If you watch The Flight Attendant... 
there's like a 10% chance you're also watching Ozark, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, Do they overlap? Yeah, maybe a little bit. I think the flight attendant is a little hipper. But you know what? Here, wait, wait. If you watched Ozark, there's an 80% chance you watched The Big Bang Theory. The Big Bang Theory. Exactly. Exactly. So think about that. This audience That's true. is perfectly calibrated for my dad to be watching Ozark and then also learn that these two are dating and go, oh, the girl from The Big Bang Theory. Someone's child definitely got a text that said, Big Bang Girl is dating Ozark guy? Question yeah. mark. <laughs> Big Bang Girl. Yeah. Big Bang Girl is dating Ozark guy. Big Bang. God, you're right. That's a That's a similar demographic. That's what I'm saying. The only thing I know about Ozark is that Julia Garner says, you're going to have to kill me. And I'm like, that's enough Ozark. I've seen it all. I fucking love that line. That's a great clip. It's a great clip. If you want to stop me, you're going to have to fucking kill me. He studied Shakespeare. He's on Broadway. He co-founded a theater company. He goes on auditions. He's an award-winning actor. He announced a relationship in a romantic way. He spent seven months filming in the middle of nowhere. Oh, my God. That's the worst She's rich. She's always dating these guys who are dumb lumps and they're hot. And then dumb she's like, lumps. Bye-bye. dumb lumps. I just love she has a great energy where she's like, oh, no, lumps. I'm done. Bye bye. Get out of my house. <laughs> thinking of Henry Cavill. She dated him for three days. <laughs> <laughs> Joey Lawrence married a new woman three months after he divorced the last wife. The last <laughs> Sorry, wife. Sorry, I wrote that he poorly. Was- you're reading like what I wrote. In, like, Joey Lawrence married a new woman three months after he divorced the his last wife. <laughs> okay, listen. Three months after his divorce was finalized, Joey Lawrence literally had a wedding, which I would argue I'm trying to be more specific, but it's equally rude. <laughs> it's equally rude. I think, though, that that doesn't mean that they've only been together for three months. I think that they were together for a long time, but that divorce took a very long time to get finalized. Mm, okay, okay. He was married to this woman, Shondi. Shondi? Yawn Nelson. I had to look this up because I've never seen C H A N D I E. But like they've been together for like a really long Shondi. time, right? Yes, they have uh-huh. kids together. They've been mm-hmm. together for a long time. Yeah. They divorced, and now he's dating a woman that he met on the set of a made-for-TV movie, a made-for-lifetime movie called My Husband's Secret Brother, and it starred all, <laughs> all the of the Lawrence, Lawrence brothers. brothers. <laughs> they met on the set of a movie called My Husband's Secret Brother, where all the Lawrence brothers were there, and she chose. Him. She said, that's the Lawrence brother for me. Matthew. Sorry, Joey. One <laughs> of the Lawrence brother. One of the Lawrence brothers wrote the movie. Which one? Is one of them named Andrew? Andrew. A widowed heiress and her daughter find themselves in grave danger when secrets about her late husband's family and new boyfriend come to light. So her name is Samantha Cope. And she wrote, new movie airing on Lifetime Movies this week. Hashtag my brother's secret brother, originally titled Deadly Deed. My husband's secret brother. (laughs) Will always hold a special place in my heart. It was the movie that led me to my future hubby. Also, the irony is not lost on me that the poster says getting married can be murder. Don't worry, y'all. I vetted him. Next Friday, the Lawrence brothers take over LMN. He's not coming back. Kevin won't wait on you forever. (laughs) You don't know. Kevin is our brother. I think Kevin hit John. There's no accident. That is a huge accusation. The family fortune will go to me. Show's over. Joey, Matthew, and Andrew Lawrence star in My Husband's Secret Brother premieres next Friday at 8. KT Lotz announces engagement to actor Kyle Schmid. Quote, never been more sure. And to that I say, I've never been less. (laughs) Who are these people? actress who's appeared on various superhero shows across the CW's Arrowverse. Well, she's in the Arrowverse and he's on that show Big Sky that like 
Everyone about truckers. Everyone turned it up for like a week. That was one of the many network shows where I said, I'm going to watch this. And then I never watched this. That You love to do You love to do that. No one loves to do that more than you. I love to do that. I'm going to do this. And then oh, I never I'm, do this. I'm so excited to watch this. This relationship news I love. Exactly like Martin Lawrence and Eddie Murphy's kids. They were Jasmine Lawrence and Eric Murphy. Now we have Bill Pullman's son dating Andy McDowell's daughter. If you're saying, Lindsay and Bobby, why is Andy McDowell's daughter... It, why where are these girls every these girls are everywhere i'm always we hearing about no, Andy but Ma- the other one yeah i'm the saying other Andy not daughter. the one that's dating jack uh, antonov the one that's dating bill pullman's son not the one that i saw almost definitely on her way to or leaving jack antonov's house remember when i texted you yes. i just passed margaret qualley this one is rainy rainy qualley rainford qualley well she's goes for she goes by rainsford rainsford on, she's for a her singer. music yeah, we've talked about Rainsford before. We did because there music. was a period during the pandemic where all these girls were like in her music videos because they were like mm-hmm. living together. Kaya Gerber, yeah. photographer Kaya Gerber. Director Cara Delevingne. So anyway, the thing that's so funny about this is that they made a red carpet debut at some, what was it even for? Red, uh, it was Top a premiere. Gun oh, Maverick. Premiere. Top He's Gun in Maverick. Top Gun. Okay. He plays He's a character named Bob. I love that. And I'm just like, holy moly, Bill Pullman has a son and he's dating Andy McDowell's daughter. Turns out they've been dating for almost two years. <laughs> and 33 weeks ago, Rainy Qualley posted on her Instagram, one year with my love. So it's they've been dating for one year and 33 weeks. Not only that. <laughs> and I didn't know. Bill Pullman's son has been an actor for like a significant amount of time. For and he's been in stuff time. that you've seen. You just didn't know. Is he giving Bill? Oh, he's definitely giving Bill Pullman. Is he? Yes, he is. Just like she's giving Andy McDowell. Is she giving Andy McDowell? Yes. Okay. Rainsford said, my heart is so full for Lou. Such a nice day. Getting to watch my baby shine so bright at the premiere of Top Gun Maverick yesterday. In theaters everywhere, May 22nd. And I can't wait for y'all to fall in love with Bob. Smiley face. (laughs) Edited two days ago. I can't wait for y'all to fall in love with Bob. (laughs) So everyone says before I enter a room. He plays Bob. He's Bob. I love that. He plays Bob. I watched Top Gun for the first time since childhood last night. Oh, you did? How did it P-U, hold up? P.U. What a piece of shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Really? One that... of the worst movies I've ever seen. Stop. Oh my God, That's so not bad. true. It can't be one of it's the worst awful. movies you've ever seen. Okay. I think you're exaggerating. In Top Gun, all the girlies, so you know your Val Kilmer, your Anthony yeah, Edwards, your Tom Cruise. Yeah, they're all fucking hot. They're all like 23, 24, 25. All the girlies in the new one are in their 30s. And I think that that's interesting. That's like, we're all aging very differently these days. You know, it's like Miles Teller, Glenn Powell, this Pullman. The original Top Gun is like full of like hot bodies and they're like playing volleyball and they're flying planes and it's like cutie and like romantic. And when they're flying planes, I'm like, what are you doing? I can't even follow where the planes are going. Half of it's, yeah, well, this you is, forget that it's school. This seems like a you problem. It's outside San Diego was where this Top Gun you flight school is. You should watch Hot Shots instead or Hot Shots Park. And they, st- they started fighting like by the end because it's all school until the end. Then it's real. Are you complaining because it's school? And I wasn't paying attention. And I was like, they're just shooting missiles each other over San Diego. And Josh was like, you missed the title card that said they were above the Indian Ocean. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Anyway, Kat Graham is engaged to Darren Janae. Love that. They met on the set of some movie. This is so boring because there's like nothing about. I even went to there's his website. His website doesn't connect. Like Darren I, Janae. I, oh, yeah, you I got a 404. Like, I got a 404. He 404'd. Oh, that's sad. I know. That's He should have gotten a Squarespace. <laughs> okay. Squarespace.com slash you. Let's do Rita. How about that? What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know. 
Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? I mean, I know we got a lot of Rita news here. She's like booked and busy yet again. Yeah. But nothing's more important than the fact that she is going to be a voice in Kung Fu Panda colon The Dragon Knight. Okay. <laughs> Which is a series. It's not even a movie. But She's listen. She's going to be a, a voice on a series. Rita lost her like... Beauty and the Beast prequel job and like the world was devastated. Literally like the mm -hmm. world, it the world was like, what the fuck? You gave this girl the job, she promoted it and then you took it away from her. But mm -hmm. then they didn't know. Don't worry. She's always got a backup plan. She is working towards being the voice in the series Kung Fu Panda Call and the Dragon Knight in which she plays another panda. Oh, that's a panda? Yeah. It's not oh, a, it is a panda. Yeah, it's a panda named Wandering Blade. I watched a video. I watched a promo video that she made with Jack Black. Rita Ora, Jack Black. You know, um, a lot of people don't know, but you and I have been working together for two years. Two years. Basically, uh, you know, all through pandemic times, basically. We've been uh, working on the Kung Fu Panda, the new Kung Fu Panda Dragon Knights. Yeah. The description of Wandering Blade is, quote, a tough English bear knight that joins Poe on his globetrotting Oh, my adventure. God. She's going to freaking lean into the English accent. She's going to be like, cheerio, et cetera. I cannot <laughs> Ch wait. Cheerio is a bear. I An English panda. I cannot. An English panda. What else is going on here? Rita Ora, she she dons a clinging. I was like, she clung to Taika. This is no, tough. this is tough. She wore a clinging jacket. Rita Ora, thirty one, dons a clinging jacket and leggings <laughs> as she and Bo Taika Watiti are joined at the hip after brunch in L. A. I thought they were gonna say she clung to him, but no, her jacket clung to her. Oh, I see. I so see. They're back in L. A. and they're fucking attached at the hip. These two. They're going to brunch. The thing I liked about this. Um, they went out in Los Feliz. It didn't say where they ate brunch in the Daily Mail story, but there are photos of them leaving brunch, as it says, and she's holding the doggy bag. Like, stars are just like us. They they take, they take wrap it up. They and take things home. speaking of doggy bags, <laughs> she got a dog. You know, she got a puppy. I got to repeat this dog caption again because it's been a while since we've seen, like, Robot Rita take, the, take to the keyboard. When your dog finally realizes that we actually look alike, LOL, what laughing does, yeah, squinted I don't eyes. Know. I, yeah, it just I wish doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything at all. No. She's sometimes not great at captions. And I kind of, it's been a while since we've seen something but so But I kind strange. of love that about her. You know what I mean? Right. It's very relatable. There's it's nothing relatable. more I'm doing my own social than Rita Ora writing a caption and you being like, what is this? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. okay. Okay, we're done. Thank you for listening to the episode of <laughs> Weekly. Call in at 619 who them to leave questions, comments, and concerns uh, for our weekly show, our Friday show, Who's There? Support us on patreon.com slash weekly for bonus episodes, a Discord server, occasional newsletter, uh, commentaries, all sorts of stuff, and more. Um, what else? Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We love your ratings and reviewings. Thank you to Katie and Eric of the Who's for providing our Rita theme song. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant for researching and editorializing. We'll see you on Friday. Bye. Bye. You will say that. Yeah. Yeah, they wanna know. Hey, Neil.